Hi everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Here From Nowhere. Cue the music. Okay, Vadim, so uh, this week, Jesse is unavailable. Um, it's me joined with my good friend, he's been on the podcast before, we did uh, the Spider-Man episode, um, the Spider-Verse one. Uh, yeah. And uh, I thought this week uh, we'd talk about, well actually, first, Vadim say hello. Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, this week we, I thought about maybe uh, since Tarantino's got a pretty popular movie in the theaters right now, and I think still in there. I know we're a little late, but it's still in there. Um, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you heard of it? I, I heard of it, and I watched some trailers, so I know a little bit, but okay. not too much. Yeah, so I thought it'd be good to maybe go over his stuff, because he's got some pretty iconic movies and some influential stuff. Um, Are you going to watch the movie? Uh, I, I, just, <laughs> I just felt like it's not like a movie that I have to go see in the theater. I mean, I probably should have yeah. for the sake of the podcast, but this, this uh, topic was kind of on a whim, so... I'm kind of okay. yeah, unprepared. But yeah, I'm waiting for it to come out and I'll just probably stream it or something. It's like, you're like, today we're talking about Tarantino and his new movie, which, <laughs> like, <laughs> which like, I haven't seen. And <laughs> nor will I go. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll see it. <laughs> I'll see it. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely see it. But ex- like you, yeah, like it's not going to be a priority. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to go to the theater for this. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, apparently Tarantino is very anti-streaming uh, services. He doesn't like Netflix. Oh. Like he says he'll never do an original Netflix movie where it goes straight to Netflix. Now, I don't know how he feels about his movies coming to uh, Netflix. Do you, have, oh. do you have Netflix? Do you have any streaming services? Uh, no, I, I mean, I just have like Amazon, which I don't really watch stuff mm-hmm. and, um, Oh, you have Amazon prime video, right? Yeah. But like mm-hmm. all the movies are so bad. Well, I could definitely recommend something that you should watch. <laughs> okay. Uh, watch, if you get time, watch the series, the boys. Okay. It's uh it's like a very dark twisted take of, uh, like superheroes. The boys. The boys. Yeah. You should watch it. It's really good. It's okay. It's really dark and it's really twisted and it's weird, and uh, it's done like super well. Like after the f- first few episodes, it already got announced that it got picked up for like the second season. Okay, and this is an Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's original? an Amazon Prime exclusive. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know how I'm eventually gonna watch this movie. Like, I'm probably. Well, what do I have to do? Like. Either like buy it on Google once it comes out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or hopefully it comes to Netflix or something. Um, yeah, but it got pretty good reviews. It seems like it's decent. Yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? Actually, I looked up the reviews last time. I looked it up on uh, Rotten Tomato. It had like I think like a seven seventy percent, which is yeah, not that yeah. great for what you expect from you know Tarantino. Uh, yeah, once oh, I'm just gonna Google it here. Uh, I thought it was around like 80 or something. Oh yeah, it's now it's at 85 on Rotten, 8.1 on IMDb, and four out of four uh, from Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Like it, it, if you watch the trailer, it seems like you understand what kind of movie it is. It's like that. It's like a little period. It's got yeah. 
So, and it seems like it's like, it'll be a decent, like that style of film. Yeah. I, well, when I watch the trailer, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's like what takes place in the seventies, I guess. And I, I couldn't really guess the story, which is mostly why I want to see it because I couldn't even guess where it could go. because it seems basic. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the actors. I mean, I'm a fan of DiCaprio. I think he's pretty good. Um, yeah. But uh, let's see. What what was his last movie? Actually, I got his uh, filmography here. The last... Oh, The Hateful Eight. Did you see that one? Yeah. What'd you think? I couldn't get through it, man. I sat like oh, yeah. 30 minutes of them in the carriage in the beginning talking. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Apparently it's a it's, character setup. Yeah, but it's apparently his longest movie. It's three hours and something. Yeah, it was long. Yeah. Um, that's. Yeah. I think that's the only movie I haven't seen. Well, so tell me your thoughts on it. Like, what'd you think? Okay, so you you basically just watched the carriage part, and that's it. I watched. You know what? I sh- I know I should give it a chance, but yeah, yeah, pretty much I watched like half an hour of the beginning, and I I, I turned it off. Well, I find his movies. Like they could have that effect because he sometimes does such a serious setup for something yeah. that it's it in for in my opinion it's almost too much. Like mm-hmm. he, you're like okay, like like I'm not that into the character like yeah. at this point. Yeah, because he's done that and he's done that. I know, like I, I'm pretty sure he's done it in most of his movies, but I know he's done it in Reservoir Dogs. I mean, Reservoir Dogs is the most famous one for that big long conversation yeah. but that was an, I found that was like an interesting conversation between some very interesting characters but for like the hateful eight I couldn't I couldn't invest it it's he did that in um the grindhouse have you seen that oh yeah I see even that I liked I, I enjoyed so it. do you remember that okay so the grindhouse you watched the other movie first I think well right? it was Robert death Ruth. proof and planet terror death proof was his death proof was first he, yes, Death Proof was first, and then Planet Terror was second. I think. Okay. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, I think I watched it in the other order. Okay. So, it's like I watched the movie, and then it's like you meet these new characters, and then I don't know if you remember, they also have like a diner scene, yeah. and they're just talking, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, yeah, I literally like, I was like, like I just stopped almost listening, mm-hmm. but. That movie later has like one of my favorite like chases, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's for me it's totally fine. Like I could almost like I'll be like, oh, this scene is too long. But he's he has so much like fun things that I'm like, this part could suck, but it's still like super awesome in the end. Yeah, I mean, or, I I I don't remember what it was about it, but I actually enjoyed the conversation. I was actually able to sit through it. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what the conversation like? What was the character set up in the, uh, in um, in uh, Death Proof? No, no, no. In uh, uh, Hateful Eight, I know it was uh, oh. Kurt Russell, and I think it was uh, Kurt Russell was. Uh, I mean, we're probably so off. Yeah. If you've <laughs> seen the movie recently, but he was a what's it called a bounty hunter who was. Mm-hmm. Like carrying that woman across oh, to, right. to get to get his bounty, yeah, yeah. and then he gets stopped by Samuel Jackson, mm-hmm. uh, who is, I think it's like I don't know, I don't know if he recognizes who he is, but he's in like another bounty hunter or something okay. like that. Yeah. 
So and he's like freezing in the cold, so he has to take him in, and then it's like this kind of awkward whatever ride. Mm. And then they get, I guess, trapped in a storm, and then they kind of like has to have to do an emergency stop at this uh, cabin. Okay. And then when they arrive at the cabin, which you already haven't seen. Right? No, I haven't. I don't care. You can spoil it. I, I'm actually curious. Well, I won't. It, I'm not spoiling anything. I'll, I mean, I'm spoiling like the events that mm. kind of happen, but. There's like already someone, some people there, you know, so you kind of like, it's like these, so these three people and I think like the driver as well, maybe. Yeah. So they kind of go inside for shelter because it's a storm Mm -hmm. and then inside the bar, there's like a bartender and then like a couple of people and they're all like kind of weird, unique personality. So it's like, it's as if you're like stuck there and you're like supposed to figure out who's who Uh and you know they're all giving clues and maybe even later somebody else joins in and they're and you're like oh. so it's like building this weird dynamic like stuck in a room yeah kind of well is that where the whole movie takes place inside of that yeah yeah and then it's it kind of just plays out in that room kind of like reservoir dogs kind of plays out in that one room as well right uh it's like these guys join these guys join like so it's like the dynamic of okay. So it's more like happens. it's like a character-driven movie, and like very yeah, plot-driven. Yeah. Very pro- yeah, and then like stuff unravels, and you're like, oh, so he's he's actually like that guy he mentioned before or whatever. So it's Reservoir Dogs in a cabin. <laughs> kind of yeah, but it doesn't feel like ah, okay. you're like okay. oh that's like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this movie had some controversy, like controversy behind it, because he wasn't gonna do it. Remember, I don't know if you remember, like. He, oh, yeah. he gave the script to a bunch of people close to him, and it got leaked. And, oh, okay. like, uh, I can't remember what website. Uh, some website put it up, put the entire script up online. And Tarantino okay. sued them, and he's like, I'm not doing this anymore. And then eventually, after like a year, he came back and said, Fine, I'll do it. Well, it kind of makes sense with what you said. He doesn't like to stream. It's like he. Yeah. If it like leaks the experience of the theater yeah he also said like he thinks that the whole sitting down and scrolling through movies it's like a mindless it's like a mindless scrolling and people need to be recommended movies and like go to a video store where like the clerk will recommend you something and you'll watch something that maybe it's not it's not in your list of things that you were usually into yeah, I get it. I get it. He's got a point, but like you, I get it. you gotta yeah. keep up with the times. I mean, it doesn't matter like what you think. It's either you join or you're gonna get just rolled over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. But I guess he has some luxury where he could just stick to his yeah. like yeah for sure way, and he's he's okay. He's one of those guys right now that he could just they'll green light everything that he recommends. Yeah, yeah. He's at yeah, that yeah. status. Um, okay, so. We we're, I guess let's work our way backwards. I was going to start from the old to new, but we can do from new to old. So the one before that was Django Unchained. Oh, hold on. Before we go back, nah. can I yeah. ruin ruin one thing for you? Yes. About the movie? What, Hateful Eight? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the movie, like one of the characters is is playing this little guitar. I think it might be like a small guitar okay like a ukulele uh-huh. or whatever and or no no it's i think it's full size okay um and they're playing it and uh in the movie the 
Kurt Russell like grabs the guitar because he's like annoyed and he like smashes it, right? Okay. And so this guitar, they actually uh, borrowed like some real like um, like real famous guitar. Like I want to say it's well, the brand is good or like it was borrowed. No, from like a famous it, person? it was like it was like something like Johnny Cash's oh, like guitar. No. <laughs> okay, like some like priceless guitar because. And it's cool because it's in a movie, but they forgot to swap it for oh a fake. Oh my god! So apparently, Kurt Russell just smashed the guitar. Like it's a legit guitar. <laughs> it's like a million dollar guitar. Oh, yeah, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh, that's good." And so you know what? And I'm... they, they, yeah, it's on film. You know, it's yeah. like in the movie. I'm gonna watch out for that now. <laughs> you could just search "Hateful Eight Guitar Smash" and then you. Oh, okay. <laughs> And no, I'm actually going to watch this movie. I, at some point, I'm going to sit through three hours of you, this. Dude, honestly, like, just the parts that are boring, they're boring. Yeah. Just tune out. Yeah. You know what I mean? But okay. you might enjoy, like, that's how I do so it. So it's like I'm a movie like, that you could put on the background as you're doing something else and just keep coming, like, watching. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if the talking is boring, it's like, you're not going to, like, it's not like I'm going to be a mystery what happens later. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you'll still, because Tarantino, for me, has enough cool stuff that he does that I could even watch half and just appreciate like okay. his filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even though I may have tuned out for a scene mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. So that's how I think. Um was there a lot of N words in Hatefully? Uh, or was there yeah. any? There there's probably some. Because he's taken cause... some heat for that because his past three movies, I think, uh well except he... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood had the n-word ollie because it was hateful eight i'm not sure if they had any you would know better um, I, I think they did okay. a little bit django unchained was just non-stop and yeah. i think inglorious bastards might have had some like racist stuff maybe yeah. i could be wrong but he's well, but yeah, he's taking like a lot nazis. of nazis <laughs> yeah yeah because he's a nazis exactly it's uh, like nazis then it's like racist times yeah he's done a yeah. bunch of stuff and he's taken heat and yeah. um What's his name? Uh, Samuel Jackson has actually com- had to have had to come to his defense. Oh yeah, be like, he, yeah, yeah. Be like the movie, the characters in these movies are like really terrible people. Yeah, that's why they're saying these things. It's not Tarantino just like speaking his mind. He's just yeah, developing these characters you want to hate. And I mean, like, how much killing is going on? Like, mm, yeah. I mean, you know, that's like. You know, so there's certain things that get more highlighted than yeah, other yeah, yeah. things. You're right, yeah, actually. There's a lot of blood and no one talks about that. But. I mean, Kill Bill... I mean, I'm sure Kill Bill got some criticism for all the... Just murder, 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 murder. Yeah, the blood but, back, yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like... Yeah, there's a lot of awful things that are happening. Yeah. If you think about it. But Yeah, I know. It's just people want to be offended. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's go to Django Unchained. Um, you've seen that, right? Uh yeah. Okay, that was made in nineteen oh two thousand twelve. Wow, that movie's already like seven years old. Crazy. Um, did you like it? What are your thoughts on that movie? I liked it, but I it was it's not like a highlight Tarantino for mm-hmm. me. Um, it was it was cool. Like I think for me, because Django Unchained, like I really liked it, and I don't think it's because. It was a Tarantino movie. I think the acting is what made it for me. Like, um, uh, Christoph Waltz. And oh, yeah. He's yeah, good. he's so good in that. And um, uh, what's his name? 
DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know about that famous scene where he cuts his hand? Yeah. And that's actually he, him cutting his hand? Yeah, yeah, it's um, real. Yeah, so I think that's what made that movie for me because there's one scene where uh, Christoph Waltz is having beer with Jamie Foxx in there and then they're just sitting by oh, themselves yeah. and then um, the sheriff comes and says, hey, get that, you know, the N-word, the guy, get him out of there, like he's not supposed to be, like why is he riding a horse? And he comes out and just shoots him. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, so good!" Um, yeah, I think the acting made it for me. But I think, yeah, like you said, I don't think it's Tarantino's my favorite. If I had to pick a Tarantino movie, I wouldn't pick that one. But in terms of just the movie as standalone on its own, I think it's like really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were to pick your favorite, what's your favorite from Tarantino films? Um, I, you know what, I. I have to watch Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction again. It's been a long time. And oh, and Jackie Brown. Those three movies I have to watch again because I remember when I watched those, I was like, wow, these are really good. But that was so long ago that I I can't pick one right now. But if I were to pick one right now, it would be one of his new ones because I remember like Inglorious Bastards was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked uh, uh, Django Unchained. And I, li- I actually like Death Proof. A lot of people don't like Death Proof, but I actually liked it. I thought it's it's awesome. Like, yeah. Like aside from that real chatty scene. Yeah. Which I, I didn't mind. mind. Okay. Which you didn't. Which yeah, you didn't mind. A bunch of people didn't mind. Um, yeah, I would say my favorite is uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you were gonna say that. I just and, know you. Which is good. Okay. And then um, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, I'd also want to see if I would... I think I remember putting Reservoir Dogs first. Mm-hmm. Although Pulp Fiction is also super strong. Yeah, I have to watch those movies again. Like, it's, like, it's a very strong movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... In what I sense? I don't know. Like, it just feels like complete. Like, I would say it's like... I would argue like that it's... Like, I know that movies are very much a taste-based thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, I like it. And you're like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much end of discussion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't... It's like, I like it and you don't like it. Well, I mean, usually when people tell me they don't like something, my, my follow... I, and I do this all the time. My follow-up question is, why? Like, I, I don't say, oh, okay. I usually want to know right, why. Right, um, right, right. So... Um, I mean, I, I have, I don't remember much from Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, but I remember liking it. So I know. Okay, so you're a storyboard artist. Do you mm-hmm. find yourself when you watch because Tarantino does he storyboard his films? Do you know? Um, not think, sure actually. I think who was it? Uh, hold on, I, I know he he works very closely with his. Well, he worked. With with his cinematographer, mm-hmm. that woman he was working with, that apparently she was a big help for him in editing. Oh, okay. Well, he's has someone that he works with regularly. Yeah, this woman, she, she was like responsible for a, apparently a lot of like all his like cool, like cutting and stuff. Oh. You know, like in um, in Pulp Fiction, there's like a when he get the guy gets hit in the face with a bat or something it like for a split 
couple frames it like cuts in for the hit and then cuts back out so it like oh. feels more of a punch oh okay no okay so all those like well I, actually i don't know if that's you know that's her but that's editing mm-hmm. and apparently he gave her a lot of credit she passed away like oh. years ago but um apparently his films are very like you know camera heavy and editing heavy okay. like there's a lot of which is, cool shots, cool moves, which, which is, I love. Yeah, which is also kind of in your, I mean, each it's, storyboard that you do is pretty much, you put them together and it's all editing. Yeah, it's like I have to, I work in shots. Like, okay. yeah, I build. So, so would you say his movies are shot well? Like, does is Tarantino for you someone who has like awesome cinematography and like cool? I, I think so. I think it's like actually really, really good. Wow, okay. Uh, I think he gets a little bit of criticism because the audience sometimes notices the camera. Like the camera is, you know, some movies you're not supposed to think of the camera. Mm. Like, but in his movies, the camera is almost like sometimes a character, and it like weird stuff happens oh, that you're like, okay. oh, I like. It's like ah, oh, he did it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for example, anyway. But I think that that's f- totally fine, and yeah. that's very very cool. Like. I don't mind where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a cool shot. Like, yeah, he, he's been criticized for like that. It's like the camera is almost another thing right, like, that okay. you notice. Like it, it actually plays a role in the movie. Whereas yeah, like other movies, good, you don't, you, you feel like you're watching real life. Yeah. Like in a, for example, and I love this, I, I love this camera move mm-hmm. if, and I, and uh, so it's in Death Proof. Okay. You, this is very specific. You might not remember. Okay. But when they're on a chase with the two cars, mm-hmm. and then one of the they the girls rammed the, the Kurt Russell. Yeah, okay. And he goes off, uh, off the road, and he like does it like a, I guess a spin, and but it kicks up a lot of dust. Yeah. So the camera is like, kind of tracking him. He goes off the road, and he it creates a cloud, and the camera is like looking at the cloud. Yeah. And then it kind of lost him. And then the car comes out like a little bit to the side. Oh, and it like oh, the and it like back. finds him. Oh, yeah, it's, it's almost yeah. as if the camera like lost him, uh-huh, like uh-huh. a viewer would lose. Him. Right, right. And then he comes out, and it's like, oh, there he is, and it's like back with. But the that's action. so cool. I think it's a me. Like I think it's super fun. Yeah. Like I like when it's just fun. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't have a thing where it's like, oh, but I mean, his movies are also like fun. Like so they're supposed to be. Yeah. Like entertaining. So Yeah, I don't think he aims for funny, but it's because it's so different and cool and like characters are just like Yeah, yeah. Well fun I mean like No, I know what you mean. I'm, funny. I'm, I'm yeah. thinking like because a lot of times in his movies there's stuff that happens that makes you laugh, but do you think yeah. I don't think that's done purposely. I just think these characters are so like absurd that it almost I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's it is on purpose. Maybe he is trying to be funny, but I don't I don't feel that way. I feel like his characters are just so weird and absurd and so over the top sometimes that you know it makes you like giggle. That's an interesting question. Um, I th- I would guess that he's aware that it's like comical, mm-hmm. like whatever Uma Thurman. Yeah. Like you know, you could laugh at her how she cuts people. Like it's. Yeah, like there's that scene where uh, in Kill Bill, I mean, we're all over the place now, but there's that scene in yeah. Kill Bill Volume 2 where she's fighting the the girl with the eye patch in the trailer. 
Yeah. And like they locked swords and you think it's going to be this long sword fight and she just like like pulls her eye out. With one yeah, hand. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be like right? Like Yeah, yeah. If Tarantino thinks it's full serious, like full serious, like you're supposed to just be like, "Oh." Yeah. Like you're not supposed to laugh. I don't know. Then I guess there, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's that guy? The is it the Evil Dead guy who you know the, those really cheesy horror movies? Yeah, yeah. I, I forget his name, but apparently he started, like, he made a super serious, like, horror movie. Okay. Like, one of those cult ones, the, his first one. Uh-huh. And, and apparently, like, in the theater, like, everyone was just laughing like crazy. And he was like, this is not supposed to be funny Wait, at all. I think it's Evil Dead. Yeah. I think it's Evil Dead, like, number three or number two. That yeah, something got that reaction, and he actually like ended up making comedies after or something, right? He, yeah, yeah. He he's like, he didn't think it was gonna be funny. Like he <laughs> thought this was super serious and like cool or whatever. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell, it, isn't that? Yeah, yeah. That's the director. No, Bruce that's Campbell? the the guy Ash, the actor, the main actor. Oh no, I mean the oh, director. Oh, you're talking the director. Okay, okay. Oh, the, yeah, director, the director. Director was. He wanted to. The director it. was not making a like a movie where you laugh he was just making pure horror but it was like dude how this is crazy oh like, sam know. raimi isn't it sam raimi sam yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. that sounds <laughs> okay. yeah i heard about so, that but i think tarantino is more aware You're right yeah he, for sure he's aware of like everything that goes in every scene but i i just googled tarantino storyboard and apparently like he storyboards everything because like okay. a ton of stuff came up i mean like they're not that good but but it's still, you could tell, like, his films are very, like, oh, I'm going to have a shot. Yeah. Like, the beer scene when, in Django, you were saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, let's get a nice shot of the foam, like, yeah. the, it's like sound effects and cutting, and it's very much, like, the craft of the filmmaking. Yeah. As well as the story, it's also, like, the craft. That's why he protects, seems like, the, you know... He doesn't want to do that stream thing because it's, it's like Walmart, you know, like. <laughs> well, that's actually you know, like, that's a good comparison. Netflix is the Walmart of movies, movie streaming. Well, it is because like, I don't go to Walmart that often, you know, like, I go to like local little grocery stores, uh-huh, right? Okay. But and I don't have a car, so once in a while I go to Walmart, uh-huh. and it's it's kind of gross, like the way everything is together and it's like all like. It's like cheap and together and there's people buying groceries right here and there's like discount pants and it's like, it, it's, it's kind of like, it takes, it takes like the, like, I don't know, there's like a kind of cool way to go to a little market and pick up an orange. Yeah. But when it's like, I think you're looking like for the word, like it takes like, it's, it's mindless and it's thoughtless and it's effortless. It's, it's like takes the the charm out of it like mm-hmm. there's like a bin of dvd discounts yeah. and you're just it's just like i don't know you know what those it's, those bins always make me sad <laughs> like whenever i look at that it's depressing i'm like you know what? i'm like there's all these movies in here that like people put efforts into and like you know yeah like, there's actors in there who got paid for this movie and now it's just sitting here and like people are just walking by it yeah yeah and some of the it's, movies are some... good like just like diehards in there <laughs> For sure, but yeah, 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 for mm. sure. It's like, but yeah, it's it's a little bit like that, and I honestly I get it. And honestly, sometimes like 
um, it's like if I'm for like j- like not having that Netflix super options like just at home complete I'm like it's fine like honestly like some things like are better enjoyed with a little bit of yeah. more atmosphere right um, yeah I, I got I got Netflix from my dad and then I just I just watch stuff because people recommend them or I do it because I have to do this podcast. Well, I don't have to do it because I want to do this podcast. Because <laughs> I have to yeah. do this podcast at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's... Okay, before we move to Inglourious Bastard, anything else like about Django Unchained that maybe stood out for you? or? Oh, that movie really takes a crazy turn at the end. It gets really Kill Bill at the end where Jamie Foxx goes into the house and just like, oh, and he does, destroys like, um, everybody, like kills everybody. Bro. Revenge, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's like pure Tarantino at the end there. Um, Yeah. Revenge. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's move to Inglourious Bastards. Um, That's also another movie I think I feel like I should watch again. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember really liking it. Uh, Especially Michael Fassbender's character. The he was the he was the German spy. Well, he was English. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I know this one scene where he like screws up, and it's mm. all in the way he holds a cup or something. No, it's the way he like shows three or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he shows it's three like like, he, like this and not like like not like that. Uh huh. Not with his thumb. Like thumb index not and middle. His, yeah, something like one of them is like German and one of them is like British. Yeah. Which is another cool, like, little thing, you know. Yeah, because, uh, so, apparently, Michael Fassbender, so, Michael Fassbender was born Irish, uh, lived in Germany, grew up in Germany, and now he lives in London. So, mm-hmm. I guess because of all that, he, like, became, like, really good at language and the art of um, accent, so he can really switch back and forth between accents really well. And I think that's why he got hired for this movie, because he speaks fluent German, and he's got the German accent. And in the movie, it's like he's so perfect at being a German spy that the only thing that gives him up is the three fingers. And I thought that was so cool. That that really stuck with me. I don't know. Um, and I think right after he realizes, like, that's it. There's no turning back. Mm-hmm. I think he just switches talking with now a British accent. Oh, yeah. And he and plays off as if he's like a... Like, no, no, like he was German, right? Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah. and then, he, and then he just starts speaking like fu- pure British, like uh-huh. you know, and it's like, it's just kind of like it's cool because it's like. But why does he do uh, that? Does he do that because he pretends to be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a British spy? No, like, no, I'm... no, like it's like he's like you've caught me, and now I'm answering you pure like British, like oh. who I am, because you figured it out. Uh-huh. And he has no more, and it's kind of. It's just, it's almost like gives you a little bit of chills because it's like, yeah, ah, that's it. Like he's been caught and yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. he's been caught. And now he's like, he's a pure like spy, British spy. Like, yeah. Was that, do you know if that was later in the movie or was that in the, it's, it's new, it's, it's either middle or, or later because yeah, they, they shoot a bunch of guys. Like it's like a big moment, right? Okay. It's like a standoff at that point And then it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Because um, this movie also has like a opening conversation scene where With... Christoph Waltz's character, the German, oh, general, the house, he comes to the yeah, house, yeah. he drinks the milk, 
He sits there yeah. for a while because he's, yeah, he's yeah. looking for the Jews underground, right? Under the floor of the house. And, and there's that thing with the, the joke of who has the bigger pipe, remember? No, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. So the, the guy, the house owner, uh-huh. the, he, he, he's like... He's like really pressuring him, right? So he's, I think he's like, do you mind if I have a, you know, some of my pipe? He puts yeah. a little tobacco. He's like, oh, like, do you mind if I also have some of my pipe? He's like, and then he takes out this huge <laughs> pipe. <laughs> like just to like trump his pipe. It's like a ginormous pipe. Oh, okay. He's like. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, he's like intimidating him. Right. That scene, I thought that scene was really good. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching yeah. that. I was like, wow, this is like so, like it grips you. Like he just, because there's a little bit of a tension that's building too, right? I find, yeah, it's always like tension building. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So do you think, okay, do you think Tarantino is, he's like a, he's a revolutionary art, or like art director or like a director or, or producer or writer in any way? Like, do you think he's done something that's, like, when he dies 20 years from now, people will be like, he was like Hitchcock? I think so, because he is, he's made stuff that is completely unique, I would say. Like, like people emulate Tarantino. Yes. Like, you can't say, like, oh, Tarantino is just doing, like, mm. that guy, yeah. right? Like, he's... Nobody is like him. Like, if you want, like, that kind of violent, like, edgy, cool, whatever, it's yeah. like, he's the only one, like, he made his own style, I would say. Like, based off other styles. Yeah, that's why, that's, the reason why I asked that is, that's why I was looking at Guy Ritchie, uh, to see, like, when he started pumping out the movies that he's known for. And it yeah. seems like, if you think before uh, Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction and all that, there's no, nothing else like his movies before that. There's, I mean, there's the Scorsese movies, but they're not in any way similar. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, he, now like now that I actually think about it, before his movies, there is nothing else like his. Yeah, and you bring up um, Guy Ritchie, and it, you could also say, like, you could say like they're a little bit similar, mm-hmm. but they're still both like so unique in their. I well, mean, I'm talking about Guy Ritchie from Snatch and yeah, Lock, Lockstock. I'm not talking about Aladdin. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Aladdin <laughs> but, and freaking... Um, but, but those, like I those think. two, yeah. And then those two and then like Tarantino, yeah. like his classic stuff, it's like, they're, yeah, they're maybe in the same, like the same person might like them, mm-hmm. but they're both like unique, strong, like flavors. Like, yeah, yeah. And you can't say like Guy Ritchie's just copying. No, no, I wasn't thinking that. I was just wondering if yeah. if if Tarantino's movies like kind of kicked off this this weird, well, not weird, this style of like stylistic kind of movies. Now maybe someone else might do something that's different, but it's inspired by. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if I watch Lockstock and Snatch, yeah, and someone told me, oh, this is a Tarantino film, I'd be like, yeah, I could see it. And, yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. think about it, before 1992, which is Reservoir Dogs, if you go back, not, I'm, I don't know every movie that ever existed, but I can't think of anything that's in the same category of Tarantino films. But then all of a sudden, in the 90s, there's all these films that resemble kind of like that's, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and that's how like 
Hollywood is kind of like that. Like they once there's like a new flavor, like yeah. someone has to create it. Yeah. Then they start like just doing it like like as much as possible. Yeah. Like right now we're in the superhero flavor. Oh, dude. It's like, <laughs> which is, there's a, your whole podcast. I know, which is why I, this podcast exists because of the flavor. Um, that's actually sure. the, the reason, you know, when Batman and Superman came out and they did terrible, like it didn't do well. It got like worse hardware reviews. I don't know if you know, but like Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Batman versus Superman yeah, and yeah. Justice League did like really bad reviews. Um, when that happened, Marvel was actually concerned because they're worried that any superhero movie that comes out that does bad will create a superhero fatigue. Like people, people will be like, okay, enough. Like, yeah. like this sucks. I don't want to see this anymore. And then Marvel puts out a movie and everyone's like, even though it's good, people are like, I don't want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so definitely right now in this decade, the flavor is superhero movies. But it it didn't die, right? Like no, because because still... uh, the past two infinity, like the past two Avenger movies, did super well. They became mm-hmm. the highest grossing movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So no, it's still it's still going strong, dude. If like you know zombie movies, mm-hmm. like I thought that maybe I don't know, like seven years ago, like I thought that it was a little too much zombie movies. Like I'm like, yeah. okay, how many mo- zombie movies? That might are have been there the flavor be? of the of the 2000s. Like, dude, it's still going. Like, is it? It's, What's out right now? The zombie. Dude, it's it's still going. Just <laughs> like like the freaking. Uh, I mean, this is before the Walking Dead. Yeah. But I'm like, what? You're just starting a show <laughs> on zombies? Like people like. Still want it? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I don't understand. It. Well, to be fair, with I know you're you're completely right. I'm not saying, but to be fair, Walking Dead was a pretty popular comic book series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. But then someone took the opportunity to put it because zombies are. You know what? Those zombies have always been popular. I I guess maybe there's, there's yeah. this there's this obsession that people have with like watching people come back to life and like eating each other, and in the 80s and the 90s. The 2000s yeah. and still going, yeah. Well, you know, like, and it's kind of interesting. It's also like cultural to, it would be like North America, you know, like, um, like, you know, if you look at Bollywood. Yeah. And it, like you look at whatever, just a general kind of thing. And you'll be like, oh, that's so weird. Like all of them have dancing. They all oh, yeah. have like a big, <laughs> you know, you, you see that flavor for the first time in a yeah. way. And you're like, oh, that's very interesting that that whole culture kind of has that whole there's patterns in it you know? yeah. and then you come to north america and like everybody's like loving superheroes and everyone's in like suits yeah and it's just as weird if you think about it yeah like um you're like you know like you look at people on the street and everyone's wearing a baseball hat and it's like why did everybody love this shape like <laughs> just different logos but like the same hat like yeah, you know, it's like, that's what I see the superheroes as. It's like this yeah. very strong obsession. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's kind of, yeah, it's like this, you're well, like really into it and you want to try every flavor. Well, here's, here's the thing, like Marvel, <laughs> yeah. like the superhero flavor, I guess, was so lacking back in the 90s that Marvel was almost bankrupt. Well, actually, no, yeah, they were almost bankrupt. They were so like, in, in, they were in such bad shape that that's yeah. why all these other studios own the rights to all these other characters like Spider-Man, Sony, because Marvel like 
Marvel sold Blade to I can't remember what company, but they, they sold it off for seventy thousand dollars. Like the oh, it was movie. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Spider Man was given away for so cheap because you know. Because that, I guess what before movies, what was it like games or something? Uh, uh, well, like comics. And yeah, in the eighties, I think comic books were doing well, and then in the nineties, they dropped. There was a big dip in comic books. And, the, and uh, yeah, the nineties yeah, yeah. had this really also this extreme flavor in comics where every character was like so extreme. Like they, there's this one a character is a mixture of Batman and Wolverine. Um, uh, Al, oh, what's it called? Algum. Uh, yeah, I'll Google it. Uh, Batman, Wolverine, uh, Amalgam Comics. So they were in such bad shape that DC and Marvel actually teamed up together. And uh, there's a character called, uh, I forget what his name is called, uh, uh, Dark Claw. He's a combination of uh, Wolverine and Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah, so there was, anyway, um, we're so off track. But yeah, so the flavors of the... But, but yeah, it seems like there was, you know, before movies became such a big thing, mm-hmm. it would be like all the kids are buying comic books. Yeah. Right? So that's the whole thing. Which so is... everyone's buying comic books. It built up this whole library mm-hmm. of stories. Right? And then it like started to switch to movies. They probably started to drop. They're yeah. like, what the hell's happening? We're almost bankrupt. Then they figure out, why don't we make the movies from the comic books? Yeah. And now they're just keep going back and recycling yeah. What's, what's the success? And that's the thing about comic books is that the reason why comic books, like if you find like a number one of Spider-Man, for example, or like the really old comic books, like from the 1940s, it's because they didn't publish too much of them. And then you would just see them in a grocery store and you would just pick it up and like take it home and read it and throw it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. People never mm-hmm. held on to them. Like they didn't mm-hmm. even know what they were. They were just like pastime. Mm-hmm. So if anyone kept any of those like in good condition, just by chance. That's yeah, why it's yeah. worth a lot. So now comic books come out with like the first edition and you, people go out and buy it. It's like, ooh, it's the first edition. But they don't realize that that comic book is never going to hold, be as valuable because for one, it published like millions and two, it's in a comic book store. It's not like in a grocery store where you like, you'd randomly just picked it up like it was back in the 50s. And probably like there's collect there's collectors collecting like thousands. Yeah. Like, because everybody's trying to do that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. keep, like, this is a new one. I'm going to keep it. I've done it. Like, yeah, recently, yeah. Uh, DC rebooted their whole universe and the DC Rebirth. And I bought, like, a whole bunch of first editions thinking that they're going to be worth something. But yeah, I yeah. doubt they'll be worth anything. They'll, there's so much of them out there. and Oh, dude, I, I bought, like, Coca-Cola or whatever, or Pepsi, mm-hmm. with Star Wars characters on them. And I kept them because I'm like... I have like the whole series. Well, you know what? That, like, that actually might be worth something someday. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> okay, let's maybe, maybe it gets like value, but it's like, congratulations. Like you waited 50 years and I it's like, like $35. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Pass it to your grandkids. You know, like I, it's fine. Honestly, I'll just like go to work another hour <laughs> and not keep these cans. Like, do you have a crazy uh, uh, cap collection, beer cap collection? You yeah, which like, I stopped. I stopped. I know you stopped. But hold on. If someone like travels the world and gives you one, are you still like, ooh, yes? No, I'll just, I'll just appreciate it and I'll let it go. Oh, you won't put it in your thing? <laughs> no, I'm, try- I'm, 
I'm ma- making an effort not to <laughs> hold on to things. Oh, that's good. Okay. I know where your head's at. I'm the same. Yeah. So. Okay, so um, Inglourious Bastards, and then there's Planet There, which is, he was only a producer on that one. So apparently, Tar- I don't know, you probably know this, but Tarantino has this thing where he said he's going to stop after 10 movies. Okay. I don't know. Okay, yeah, he, he made this whole big deal that he's going to only make 10 movies. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is his 10th director. Like, he's a director. So he's made 10 movies that I counted. And this was the 10th one, but... Do um, you know... Did he say this? Yeah, he said this. And uh, I think he actually said in an interview where he's like, I'm going to hang up, you know, whatever, my gloves or whatever and be done with it after the 10th one. But I feel like he's just doing that to cause shit. I don't know. It it seems so like such a straight like arbitrary like just because it's the tenth movie like not yeah. because you're not because you're done but just because but it's see this 10. is what makes me this is kind of what makes him makes me dislike him a little bit because he's like aware of his fame and he's like yeah. yes my tenth one will be my final and and I don't know if you if I sent you this but have you seen that cringeworthy applause did I send you that I think I, think I sent I- you. I've yeah, I yeah. Think I've seen it. It's it's literally called cringe applause of Tarantino in on YouTube. You just type those words in and you'll see. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. But um, so once upon a time is his tenth movie, um, I, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm looking at his filmography. He had he's played other roles in other movies. Where uh, in Sin City, I didn't know this actually. In Sin City, he was a partial director. It's just partial. Okay. It doesn't say full. Um, in Grindhouse, Planet Terror, he was a producer. Uh, from Dust Till Dawn, he was a writer and he was a producer. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah. <laughs> Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And yeah, he didn't get, I don't think he's credited director, right? Yeah, uh, he's, he's, yeah. He but it seems director. like, yeah, it seems like he's heavily. Well, he's a writer. There. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he could easily influence like what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, four Rooms. Have you heard of that? Four Rooms. I think it's a horror thing it's that he exactly. produced or something. Yeah, he's a partial director, partial writer, and a full producer. I don't I know th- this movie. I think it's like some kind of horror thing, and it's like might be divided into like, this room is directed by this director. What? Oh, okay. It's it's something like, might be something like that. That sounds kind of cool. Well, I'm just, go- yeah. <laughs> I'm just Googling it. Yeah, yeah. I thought I checked it out and it looked okay. Like four rooms. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I see the I see the cover, but I've and yeah, I don't know anything about it. And um, natural born killers. He was a mm-hmm. he was a writer, but it's a story. It doesn't say writer. It's just a story. I don't know what that okay. means. And then okay. pop fiction, true romance. He was a writer. I've heard of True mm-hmm. Romance, and I think I've seen it. Rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. He was just a writer on that. And then his first movie was Reservoir Dogs. Wow. And I read some interesting stuff about Reservoir Dogs, where he was trying to get investments, and people were like trying to alter the movie. And one guy was like, oh, I'll give you like a million dollars if you like have the characters all come back to life at the end of the movie. I don't <laughs> okay. know how, but like whatever. And then another another person was like, I'll give you like 500000 if you let my girlfriend play uh mr blonde there's oh, all these wow. like interesting stuff because he was looking for money because he the first movie, had movie a, low budget yeah, yeah it was like really low budget 
Well, it's shot in that one place, pretty much. It's yeah. like a diner. And, and then in that place, if you notice, do you know what that location was? Yeah, it was like apparently like a, uh, what's it called? Uh, like a, not a funeral home? Yeah, like a... Like the embalming place? Yeah, yeah. I, and I, there's, there's coffins, like those <laughs> things in the back? Yeah. I think they're wrapped up, but I think they're like coffins. Oh, Okay. But it's not like emphasized. Oh. It's it's not like, oh, we're in this mortuary. Oh, mortuary. Oh, mortuary. There you go. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew that. Uh, I actually figured that out before we started. I was like looking up stuff on Tarantino. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. Um, yeah. But, uh, so, I, I don't know. I guess we got... What did you think of Sin City? Did you like Sin City? Uh, I, honestly, I didn't like it, but I... I read the comic books and the comic books. Mm-hmm. I of like. course, it's always better. So yeah. Okay. Y- yeah. So yeah. let's get into his two like one that people like a lot of like even younger people know like Kill Bill's films. Well, okay. Here, a quick thought mm-hmm. on what we just talked about. It's yeah. like the comic books were the good thing, right? And then someone's making a basically a copy of it, like. They're trying to copy it as mm-hmm. close as possible. And it's like, so you could now say, oh, Tarantino tried to be like Frank Miller's mm-hmm. drawings. And it's like, no, like Frank Miller is Frank Miller of his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Tarantino should just do, I've done Tarantino. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, you, you could argue against it, but it's a little bit of that, like how we're saying no one's like Tarantino. So it's like, just do your thing, not. Yeah, but I, I but there's obviously going to be people out there who's going to see what's making money and what's cool and want to like replicate it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just thinking like why I didn't enjoy it as much. It's probably oh, because well, Sin City, he's only a partial director. He's not a full director. I, I just wanted to know what your take on it is because it's a very artistic, stylistic film. Yeah, I, I, I would say like if you wanna. Like, the comic book is better, so... Yeah, okay. I like the comic book. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Did you like the Kill Bill films? Yeah. It was. I haven't seen them in a while, but... I, I actually was... watched... Not for the purpose of this, but I actually just randomly put Kill Bill Volume 2 on the background and watched it. That's why I remember that whole eye-gouging scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's like the camera angles and... There's a scene where the whole scene where uh, she goes to train with that kung fu master. It's yeah. very like, it's shot in very like the old Asian films, where uh-huh. the zooms and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it like pays full homage to the whole old school. Graphic. Yeah, it almost like does an homage, but then makes it like more cool, like for today. Yeah, um, like when he like the guy like. Swipes his beard. Like, yeah. Throws, like, throws see, like that? Like, he's got to know that that's funny. Yeah. There's no way he's You're doing right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For in sure. In full seriousness. Um, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. I think the the sword building thing was in the first one, Kill Bill Volume 1, where she goes and asks for the, uh, the Hanzo swords. Okay. I thought that was really cool. That I don't remember it almost. So, so all these guys, like... Um, I, I forget what her name was in the movie. Uh, but her, like the main character and all the other assassins uh, all have a Hanzo sword. 
the Hanzo swords are like valued, like the really like precious swords, and you know, like all of them get one. And um, she gave hers up when she quit. Uh-huh. So when she goes to take revenge on all these people, she goes to Hanzo in Japan to get him to build her a new sword. And he he quit. He hasn't made a sword in a, like a very long time. And he's like a sushi chef. Oh, he's a sushi chef. He, yeah, he's like a chef. Okay. Uh, and then he takes her in and stuff, and then he builds her a sword. And that's that whole thing, from what I remember from Volume 1, is a big scene. Like, it's a long scene where oh, she goes okay. there, she convinces him, and blah, blah, and he eventually builds her one. And then in the second one, uh, Bill goes to all the assassins and tells them, like, she's coming for them. And then she goes up to the guy in the trailer. He, he lives in the desert. And he's like, she's coming, and he's, she's got a Hanzo sword. And it's like, do you still have yours? And he's like, nah, I pawned it off for like 50 bucks. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then in the, in, the, in the whole fight scene where uh, she fights that girl with the eye patch. Um, or an Ishii? Or... Uh, oh, you know her name? <laughs> Is it good? It's the blonde girl the, with the eye patch. The blonde girl? Oh, yeah. no, no, no. I'm, th- I'm thinking of that little asian school oh no thing. that's in volume one this is volume two i'm talking about oh okay okay. yeah, yeah she's uh i should know this stuff like if i'm gonna do this i should know this stuff but uh she's fighting the girl on the trailer which is the guy's trailer um i don't know if you remember like uh, so the girl with the eye patch comes mm-hmm. to the guy's trailer because he told her that she, he's killed her like because she showed up at her trailer and he like shot her with a shotgun uh mm-hmm. Thurman's scared and then She's like, okay, I'm coming, and I want her Hanzo sword. I'll give you, like, $2 million. The guy's like, you got to give me $2 million, and you can have her sword. And so she comes, and then she, he opens the bag with the money in it, and he, as he's going through the money, there's a snake in it. Yeah, yeah. And he, he kills him, and then, so she shows up. She digs her way out of her grave, and she shows up at the trailer. And then they, they get into a fight scene, and then uh, okay. she's lost. At this point, she doesn't have her sword anymore, right? Because the guy took it. And then... Uh, the girl with the eye patch has it, and then so as she's they're fighting and stuff, she finds the guy's sword. He lied about it; it was actually in there. He still had it, and then mm-hmm. that's where the sword fight starts. And you think it's going to be this huge sword fight, like oh shit, he got a Hanzo sword, and then they go at it, and then it's like one hit, and then she's like she just takes his eye, her eye out, and that's the end of the fight scene. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I was like I was so glued to the TV the whole time that scene. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember I, I'm most fresh on Volume 2 and not so much with Volume 1, but I, I remember when I walked out of Volume 1 from the theater and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like disappointed? Yeah, because it was so different and so weird that at the time I didn't appreciate it because I was so used to normal movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my take on that. <laughs> yeah, that um, Volume 1 had that animation in there oh yeah i forgot about that and that's another like really fun just like filmmaking like let's put a the origin of that girl in animation in this film i i guess he's the two movies pay a lot of homage to like like magna like movies and like cartoon animes right yeah i guess so yeah yeah Um, i totally forgot about that and that's early in the movie right yeah I think so. Yeah, they're talking about the origin of her. It's and the girl with it's, the it's the girl with the chain and the ball, right? Is that the one? I think so. I think, oh. and it's that animation is also like superb. Like yeah. 
I'm, I was very inspired just by that piece of animation. Uh, wait, is that animation about the girl with the chain or is it about... Uh, it was like her parents get killed by this mafia boss yeah. and then she seeks revenge and then she becomes this like killer, I guess. Isn't that Lucy Liu's character? Oh, it could be her. Yeah, I yeah. think it's probably her because she plays a bigger role in the movie for yes. her to have her own animation, right? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So her, her name was Oren Shi. Oren Ishi in the movie. Oren Ishi. Yeah, Oren yeah, Ishi yeah. is her. And then the girl with the eye patch that I keep talking about is Ellen Driver. Okay. And, and there's that's a her one, character name? That's her character name. Yeah, her okay. real name is Daryl Hannah. Um, but uh, the... The, the girl, she has an eye patch because the the grandmaster, the kung fu master, took it out. Oh, so she takes out her second eye. Yeah, so she goes full blind. And, and that's why it's... <laughs> because what happened was that she was really mouthy with that guy. And oh, she wow. wasn't listening to his lessons. and then she So he takes one of her eyes and then she ends up killing him. She ends up poisoning him. And See, kill- like... Yeah, if you, like, listen to how the story is built, it's so, like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes maybe he doesn't execute the story, like, visually, as cool as it sounds. Like, yeah. But it's, like, the assassin who trained with her master, who he took one of her eyes out for this reason. Yeah. Then when she fights her, she takes her other eye out. It's, like, yeah, you the, know, it's, like... The, apparently, like, Kill Bill, um, Uma Thurman and Tarantino came up with the idea of Kill Bill in the set of Pulp Fiction, on the set of Pulp Fiction. Like, and they said it took him, like, a few minutes. I'm sure they expanded over the years and they added to it, but yeah, yeah. like they probably came up with like this girl who like gets killed and on her wedding day, and yeah, she's an assassin yeah. and she goes back for revenge. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so he's been really recently. He's been talking about well, okay. So you know how I told you he's going to do ten movies. Yeah. And there's been a lot of talk about him doing uh, a Star Wars movie. Whoa. No, sorry, not Star Wars. Star Trek, the next Star Trek movie. Whoa, okay. Yeah, which is way out of like his thing, right? And, yeah. But I feel like maybe, um, maybe that's crazy. Yeah, maybe he wants to put his hands in other things other than his whole like what he's known for, which is pretty cool. I would like to see a Tarantino like comic book movie or like a Star Wars you know movie. Yeah, yeah. I but would. I would really like to see what comes out. He seems though like I would, I would guess. Or if I had to bet, mm-hmm. well, I, actually, if I had to bet, I wouldn't bet. <laughs> <laughs> what but is this bet? To, if I had to uh, guess if he's going to do something after, like his own movie again, mm-hmm. like a, I would say for sure, because he seems to love making movies so much. And he may be kind of like had enough right now. Mm-hmm. But if he lives another like 10 years, it's yeah. gonna come back that well, itch. Like, why not make another cool film? Well, he's been. He's been. It's been rumored. It's been going around that he's gonna do Volume Three, Kill Bill Volume Three. Yeah, it's like, why not? Like, well, you know the whole story of like, he when he made Kill Bill Volume Two, he talked about Volume Three and who was gonna be like, the story is gonna revolve around. No, I, I didn't know. Yeah, you know the black girl, the Vivica, Vivica Fox's character, when she shows up at her house and. She goes to kill her, and the, she's got a little daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
when that movie first came out, he said that if I make another one, it'll be about her coming to take revenge. Okay. Because she goes up to her at the end when she kills her mom. She's like, if you wanna talk, if you wanna take revenge one day. Oh, about the little girl. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you can come see me in like in like ten years or something, and he's gonna do it exactly in that timeline. Oh. And it'd be cool if he actually casts the same girl. Like he actually lets that girl play the. Oh, part. ten years later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that's, that. Whatever years a, it is. Dude, that sounds good. Yeah. So And if there's a, you know, if it's like 11 years, he'll like write in some explanation. You know, yeah. like, it was actually 11 because whatever, you know. Yeah, like she like went and caught a Hanzo sword or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so it's not exactly 10, but and then like she stabs her or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Okay, so we're getting, well, we're at the actually one hour mark. So, um I feel like we left out the most important ones. Okay, so let's let's get into the most important one. Uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, since I'm not really fresh on it, tell me why that movie is so good. Like, <laughs> why is it so... Why is it everyone's like, oh, Pulp Fiction? I mean, I also haven't seen it in a while, but... I don't know, it's just like a solid... Like, like I almost want to hear why it's not because <laughs> i'm like it's de- it's it's definitely good yeah you know like it's i would say it's like you can't maybe if you like don't like violence or some some reason but i'm like that's a good film like it's well made like yeah. if you're into films you can't say it's a bad film right okay like that i could kind of like say so almost like i'd what do you think stands out the most? Is it like the storytelling? Is it the characters? Like, yeah, I think it's got like interesting characters, interesting story. Like it's. I don't even remember what the story was. I all I remember is like very popular scenes, like. Travol- yeah, like very famous Travolta scenes. That the rape scene where the guy gets raped. <laughs> oh yeah, well it's like Samuel Jackson and Travolta are like hitmen, yeah. uh, trying to get. Isn't it like characters? It's a bunch of characters mixing. Kind yeah, of like, like all they're all somehow connected. Like, yeah, like Snatch kind of. It's exactly, like a... exactly. Right, right. Like they don't necessarily play a role in each other's life, but they just happen to cross paths and affect each other's lives. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So yeah, maybe that's why it's such a popular movie because it was like no one's ever done anything like that before, right? Yeah, but it's. I think it's also to do with the execution of it, like because yeah. you know I could do a new concept, but if it's just complete crap, it's like. Uh, like who cares yeah you know like right did you ever see a movie where whatever but it's done like so bad you'll be like okay cool concept but it's a piece of crap right so it's like a cool concept and well executed okay yeah i mean i guess you and i both are not really fresh on it but um like i think sometimes ideas Mm -hmm. like you need both like you can't just be like oh that's a unique idea or you could even take a kind of a shitty idea, but like you execute it so well. Execute it, I mean, like the craft of filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. That it's just, you're just glued. Like, because, um, you know, you're like Avatar, whatever, like a bunch of aliens. If you take out all the s- cool visuals out of Avatar, yeah, you'll be like, whatever. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and Tarantino is really against like a CG. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's a very practical, yeah. like practical for effects. for Hateful Eight. He shot it on like a seventy something millimeter f- equipment, which was really old. So they were having problems getting it to work, 
Yeah, yeah. And like the yeah. film was like all weird. Yeah. I remember Death Proof watching like the stunts, and I'm like, oh, this there's some guy who like gets smashed into a wall when they're like on the highway. Yeah. And I I and I watch, and it's like he he's on a motorcycle and he hits a wall but his motorcycle gets yanked by a metal cable because otherwise the motorcycle would hit the wall all right okay so he probably hits a special wall and if you watch it in slow motion the motorcycle goes and gets yanked back oh (laughs) okay anyway it's like i'm like that's fun that's a real stunt man no that's good yeah it makes you appreciate it more and it's really hard to fake like a real car like like the stunts in there, mm-hmm. like flipping at night and yeah, like yeah. just oh, trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you really have to have like superb CG to like get that across. Yeah. Like you, you almost can't. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually gonna watch out for this. Uh, I'm gonna look out for this that scene you told me about where the car spins and there's smoke and then he gets lost in the scene. Yeah. And the yeah. camera has to look for him. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch that again. Just <laughs> that's a, that sounds so good. Um, Okay, and then I guess we'll finish it off with his first film, Reservoir Dogs. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty, like, I pretty much know most of it that happens in that movie, because, oh, did you know there's a there's a video game that actually fills in the gap of the, the heist gone no. wrong? No, no. Um, there's, a, a, there's a video game on PlayStation 2, I think it is, or 1. Where they show the heist, like where you play the heist. Okay. And apparently, wow. it's not good, but it tells you what went wrong, like what happened in the heist and stuff. But it's kind of like he had something to do with the video. Uh, I game. don't know. I don't know. I I just heard about it. I'm not. I didn't look into oh, it or anything like that. That's I'm, interesting. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't have anything to do with it because at the time maybe he wasn't that popular and he didn't have a lot of power. So people were right. like, "Oh, the studio's like, we own this movie. We're gonna do whatever we want, right?" Um, yeah, yeah, but I don't. Do you remember the characters like all the Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink? Like some of them, yeah. Yeah, um, who's the main character in that in that group? Is there one? I would I would guess it's Mr. White, the guy who like kind of wait, Mr. White, the guy who defends, who's like at the end when that guy gets shot and he's like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we could work this out. Like, right? There's only, like, feels like at the end, there's only, like, two of them left or something alive. So the one who's, like, kind of trying to, like, defend, he's, like, he's a bad guy with, like, the most morals. Like, he's, like, the most good bad guy, I think. Okay. Oh, okay, I see. So he's the one that actually has some humanity. Yeah, and he's, like, uh, he's that famous actor like at the time he was a very famous actor uh here i'm looking him up. uh mr blonde is michael madsen mr orange mr white mr pink is steve buscemi yeah yeah uh where else is wait isn't that it i think that's it uh mr brown there's there's a mr brown oh mr there. brown is actually him it's tarantino oh yeah yeah like yeah. he plays no um there's, I think, Mr. Blonde. No, not Mr. Blonde. Mr. Blonde is actually the bad guy. Like, is the guy that um, tortures the cop, no? So, hold on. I'll tell you who I'm thinking of. Uh, Harvey Keitel. Mr. White. Oh, Mr. White. Harvey Keitel. 
He's the I old think, guy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like him and Tim Roth, Mr. Orange, right? Oh, there's Left. also Mr. Blue. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who Mr. Blue is. Um, Mr. Pink, Nice Guy Ed. Oh, I think Nice Guy Ed is the cop. I, I don't know. <laughs> we have to watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think you're right. I think Harvey Keitel is like the main good guy in that movie. I, I guess so, yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie, I think it's all about like, there's not many impressive shots, I guess, in it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely more like, like story. More story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's, uh, I guess it's iconic in the way that it all takes place in one place, in one shot. I mean, not one shot, like one location, and it's it's so good. Like you, you sit through the whole thing, wanting to yeah, find yeah. out what happened on that heist. Because it's that, got that. Isn't that the whole? Isn't that the whole mystery that one of them is a cop? Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, and it's yeah, it's that guy who gets shot. I think. Yes, and yeah, yeah, he admits he's a police he, officer. Yeah, he admits it at the very end when he's shot and he's pleading for help. Yeah, yeah. And then that guy kind of def- actually defends him or something. Right. Even though, like, they're all screwed because of him or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's got that, like, yeah, like you're saying, it takes place in, you know, even the Saw, like the Saw, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was so successful because it's like, it's also got that unique, like, Low one budget, situation. One situation, yeah. Like, let's see where this goes. See, but that's what happens when you have to work with a low budget and you're good at storytelling. You yeah, can and make it, it work. Yeah. You don't need to rely on big, big yeah, budget. yeah, yeah. They're like, have everything you want, yeah. and then you almost do. You're like, no, no, no. It's like just one room. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that are actually like really good. Well, I mean, for me, uh, I mean, I liked the Reservoir Dogs. There's the Saw film. There's mm-hmm. the first John Wick movie. With, uh, with oh, John I haven't Wick. seen it. The first one was like this sleeper, low budget, compared uh-huh. to what's out right now. And it was awesome. And it's an awesome action movie. And then okay. it did so well that they just threw a shit ton of money at it for the second and the third one. And they, they're garbage. The second and third are oh, absolute yeah. shit shows. Yeah. And uh-huh. the first one is so good. Like, the, the difference between the one, the first one, and the second one is so much that it feels like the movies take place in a different world. Oh, okay. It's like not the same. Genre. No, at all. Like the first one is like so low budget and so good, and then the second one is just like this high budget, high, you know. And it's interesting how, yeah, like that could be the case for this. But let's say Bad Boys One and Two. Yeah. Like Bad Boys Two had like way more money, and yeah. I thought like it did way better with it. You know, it's like it used it. Oh, okay. It used it Maybe, well. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's like, yeah, it's a, it's like a nuanced thing. You can't just, I guess, say mm-hmm. more money or whatever or less money. Well, I just feel like if the if the producer or the director is good, like Tarantino, for example, yeah. you could give him a movie with like, I don't know, six million dollars, and he'll he'll be able to do it. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, how much? I think the most expensive part of Hateful Eight is probably the paying the actors. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess we're yeah we're a little bit over time here. So, any last thoughts on any of this stuff? No, I just, does this like, yeah. does this podcast now make you want to watch a Tarantino film? It does. Then actually. I've done my job. 
yeah everybody who's listening is like I gotta yeah you know what no, I wanna no, no. watch friggin I wanna watch like four Tarantino films like talking about them like I'm, I yeah. need the refresher on so many of these movies yeah yeah no it's it's for me it's almost like sometimes I like to watch like moments from them mm-hmm. or like a scene yeah like so for me it's well yeah some that's, of them that's that kind of that's so easy to do you just YouTube them I kind of want to get into the experience I want to be like I want to see the build up yeah and Tarantino would approve of your yes, style yes he would him and I would be friends <laughs> and for me he'd be like that's disgusting <laughs> which is just probably like, the opposite I have a Netflix subscription and you don't <laughs> um, yeah yeah so let's end it here um uh, I'm gonna just talk about some some stuff that I need to. Okay. So uh, people can reach me at uh, uh, reach the podcast here from nowhere at gmail dot com to give suggestions of what they want to listen to. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at here from nowhere podcast. Same name on Facebook, and there in the descriptions of the every show there's a there's a link to our tip jar. If you want to support the show, you can just throw us a few pennies and yeah that's it any final words with you anything you want to say uh no just thanks for having me on again yes we'll do this more often if if you're available my schedule is kind of like all over the place and so is yours yeah Uh, yeah but yeah we should do it again soon okay oh we have another podcast that you and i are working on maybe you can talk about that but eventually it's called uh what was it called you and you me and the other guy (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, you and the other guy yeah um We'll start that some other time. It's going and, to be a little bit different. And it's going to be like, I guess, very open Yeah, it's topic. we're leaving it open to whatever we feel like talking. We're not going to pigeonhole yeah. ourselves. But anyway, yeah. thanks for listening, guys, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, press stop.